All right, good morning, everybody. Hey, this is week two of being in the building, y'all. Like I said for so long, we are going to get a building, and now it's here. We got it, y'all. This is great, right? Uh, man, if, if you are new, once again, I just want to welcome you. Thanks so much for being here today. Uh, my name is Pastor Trevor. Just, just an honor to have you joining us as we're starting a brand new series today, and it is called Not Today, Satan. Somebody say, Not Today. Now somebody say it loud. Say, not today, Satan. Uh-uh. You ain't messing with me today, all right? You ain't messing with me. Thank you, Pastor Tim. And you are just the best. Come on now. Give it up, Pastor Tim. He is just awesome. All right. Hey, I am so excited to get into the word of God this morning. I don't want to take too much time messing around here because we got a lot to talk about, all right? If we're talking about... Satan, okay? And we're going to start this series, and we're going to talk about some deep stuff. We're going to talk about some heavy stuff. We're going to talk about what some people might say is scary stuff, but luckily, I think that we don't really have to be afraid, but, but we're going to set this up a little bit for you. Here's the deal. Uh, when you come into church, we love to talk about Jesus, right? How many of y'all love talking about Jesus? Come on, the cameraman Ken back there saying, I love to talk about Jesus. Praise God. I love to talk about Jesus because Jesus is everything, right? He, he is everything to us. Without Jesus, we have nothing. Without the death, burial, and then uh, resurrection of Christ, we have nothing to celebrate. And so last week, we celebrated Easter, and I just want to tell you, if you didn't already know, we had an absolute mind-blowing, earth-shattering record of almost 450 people in this place last week. That is something to give God praise for. That is crazy, y'all. That, that like, shatters any other record we had ever had. Uh, and so God is obviously moving here. Jesus is moving in our church, and I'm so grateful for that, that the presence of God marks our church and marks our services. And uh, so I love talking about Jesus. I love reading the Gospels, what he did for us, what he did for me. Going to the cross, dying, you know, Good Friday, and then, uh, you know, Sunday we celebrate the resurrection. It's amazing. Um, here's the deal. Many times... After a powerful experience with Jesus, what ends up happening? Satan wants to try to get in there and mess it up. Amen? You know what I'm talking about. I was just talking this morning to our rad team. We have a rally 30 minutes before service. I looked over at our youth director, Rachel. I said, Rachel, what happens every single time right after the youth get back from camp? And I put her on the spot, but I knew she would know the answer. She said, spiritual attacks every time. And honestly, here's what happens. Right when you get back from youth camp, I remember. I went to high school, too. I went to youth camp. We would go to youth camp. We'd just be praying, crying at the altar. Jesus, I'm giving everything to you, Jesus. Like, it's just like this amazing experience. We love it. It's a, Jesus is doing some great things in us and through us. And then right after youth camp, what happens? You got to go back to school. And then what do you do? You see all your old friends. What happens after that? They start trying to tempt you with some stuff you shouldn't be messing with, right? Come on, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, maybe for you, you have an experience with Jesus. And right after Easter, uh, I would expect anyway that a lot of people would be experiencing some kind of uh, uh, satanic, demonic, you know, spiritual attack in their lives because of what God has been doing within you. And I don't want you to be afraid, but listen, let me tell you, I've seen it so many times in my life. I actually know to expect it now. It's very interesting. When God does something incredible in my life, uh, even like this building, for example, I'm expecting that some kind of opposition is about to come my way. I'm not afraid of it, but I'm expecting it because I know how Satan works. He likes to take something that God did in your life. He likes to take it and he likes to twist it. He likes to make you think like it didn't actually happen the way that you thought it did. He likes to make you think, oh, that was just emotional manipulation and you're not actually really having an experience with God, right? 
But let me tell you today that Satan is cunning, he is evil, he is messed up, he ain't cool, and we're going to talk about him today. Uh, He's going to try to get you to second guess your decision to follow God's ways. And this is why we're starting this series called Not Today, Satan, because I want you to be able to recognize those attacks in your life. I want you to be able to recognize the times when most of the time you can expect that something's about to come your way, because it is like that. Especially right after a great Easter Sunday, I want you to be able to stop him right in his tracks. Some of y'all already have been like, yeah, this week has been basically hell. Okay, all right, this is what it's been. And you know it's because Satan is trying to bring hell into your life. And that's not what we're going to stand for today. We're going to say, not today, Satan. We are not dealing with this. We're going to stand on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. Amen. And we're going to believe that he has no authority in our lives. So uh, who is Satan then? Who is the devil? Lucifer. Uh, he has many different names. He's called the dragon in Rev- the book of Revelations. There's many different things that he is called. And the first thing that I want to point out to you today, if you are taking notes in this series, is that he is the ruler of this world. He is the ruler of this world. Now, and Revelation, the, the book of Revelation, this is the first time that we're really going to dive super deep into the book of Revelation, which I am very excited about. I don't know about you. If you've been at Radical Church for the two and a half years we've been in existence, we haven't got too much into it yet. I've been preaching a whole lot of Jesus, all right? And so now it's time to preach a little bit of the uh, little end times kind of stuff. We're going to dabble in that a little bit, which I think it's a ton of fun. So um, Revelation 12, 9, I'm going to start with this scripture here. It says, the great dragon... Satan was thrown down, that ancient serpent, another name for him, was called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to the earth and his angels were thrown down with him. Now, this text right here is actually twofold. When you read Revelation, most of it is going to be an analogy. Most of it is going to be symbolic. And that's why people try to stay away from it a lot of times. Or, or they, you know, it's easy to read the gospels, right? It's easy to read some of the other books of the Bible. It's easy to read Psalms, like praise be to God who delivers me from my enemies. Like we understand that. But then you start reading about some dragons and deceivers and angels throwing down and the devil and all this stuff. It's like, whoa, 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 hold on a second. That's a little intense for me. I don't know if I want to read all about that. Some of y'all might be a little scared about that, okay? But listen, I'm going to promise you we're going to get through this, and I'm going to try to explain some of it to you. So this verse right here, Revelation 12, has a past tense and a future tense attached to it. There was a time we know at the very beginning when Satan rebelled against God. Satan was in heaven, in communion with God, and he actually rebels against God and gets thrown down to the earth with many angels along with him. He, he actually takes some of the angels that also tried to rebel against God. And we know this because when Adam and Eve come on the scene at the very beginning, who is already there? The serpent, right? The snake that deceives Eve and deceives Adam. And so we know he's already there, but it also has a future tense as well, because what this is actually describing is a battle that has not yet taken place that will happen in the future. It's talking about the final battle right before Satan is finally put uh, into hell forever and he is gone, he is chained up, locked up, has no more authority on earth. He is absolutely done for. And it's actually saying the great dragon was in past tense, but, but he's actually saying it as he saw it. He's saying, hey, I saw this and this great dragon was thrown down. It's like when you're telling a story and you're telling a dream that you had, this is how he's saying it. The great dragon was thrown down, or the one that's called Satan, 
He was thrown out of the earth and the angels were thrown down with him. There's going to be another battle where angels are also thrown down again with him. It says in the Bible that his tail sweeps down a third of the stars. Now many uh, theologians, we have different ways of looking at this, but for the most part, people think that the third of the stars is actually referring to angels that come down with him. Once again, past tense and future tense. And in 1 John 3, 8, it says this, whoever makes a practice of sinning, is of the devil. For the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. So what do we know, what do we learn about Satan here is that he has been sinning since the very beginning, all right? Sinning since the beginning. Now, some of y'all is like, that's my story, amen. I've been sinning since the beginning, pastor, until I found Jesus, right? And so he's been sinning since the beginning of this world, Adam and Eve, right from the very beginning. John 12, 31, he calls him the ruler of this world. In 2 Corinthians 4, Paul calls Satan the God of this world, little g, God of this world. First John 5, 19, it says, we know that we are from God and the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. So what are we learning here? It, multiple times throughout scripture, we see that Satan has some level of authority here on earth, right? He has authority. It's limited authority. God is the ultimate authority. Come on, somebody say amen. He cannot go against God. He cannot go above God. The only power that he has is power that has been gifted to him by God himself, right? And so we'll get into that in just a little bit. But we see the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. He's the God of this world. He's the ruler of this world. In Matthew 4, it says this, again, the devil took him, Jesus, to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. Now, stop right here. This is when Jesus is being tempted in the desert for 40 days and 40 nights, right? This is his great temptation that he goes through, and the devil himself actually comes to oppose Jesus here. He says this, all this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. What a powerful response from Jesus in the middle of this intense temptation. I don't know about you, but I would not like to be tempted by Satan himself, okay? Demons, I can mess with them all day long, okay? Like, I can play with them. They, they ain't got nothing on me. Satan, okay, I ain't trying to mess with that dude, all right? Personally, he comes up to Jesus and tempts him for 40 days and 40 nights. I ain't about that, okay? He comes up to him and says, hey, he takes him to this big, big mountaintop. All this right here, I'll give you all of it. All you have to do is bow down and worship me. Now, what do we learn from Satan? What do we learn about him here? He says he's gonna give him everything. How? How can Satan give Jesus anything? Because he has dominion over it. Because he has control over it. Because he is the ruler of this world. He is the one that has this dominion of darkness, which is what the Bible calls it. And actually in Luke 4, in another, uh, another gospel, it actually puts this part in there. He says, I will give all of this to you because it's been delivered to me. Delivered to him by who? By God. God has given him authority over this earth. Limited authority, but he does have it. It is now Satan's playground, in a sense. This is where he does all of his evil deeds and all the things that he likes to accomplish. Come on, you know there's all kinds of evil in this world, and every single bit of it is attributed to Satan. And here's the second point, if I could give it to you. 
The second point is that he is our real enemy. He is our real enemy. If you're taking notes, man, I want you to write this down because a lot of people don't understand that, that he is the ruler of this world and that he is a real enemy. And many people, they live afraid of Satan. They're one of two things. They live afraid of Satan or they pretend like he don't exist, right? You might be one of those two people. You live like afraid of Satan, like everything is a demonic attack, right? The light turns red and you're like demons, you know, like you throw up and, you know, like you're just like sick or something. And you're like, that's Satan, not today, Satan. It's like, no, man, you just had some bad pizza. You went to Taco Bell last night or whatever, you know, like obviously that's food poisoning, okay? It's not a demonic attack, all right? Just chill, okay? Goodness gracious. But then some of y'all just walking around life like ain't no demonic attacks at all. Satan don't mess. I don't know. What are you talking about? Satan? No, it's just me and Jesus, right? Like, no, there is a real enemy. (laughs) There is somebody that is coming after you. He's coming after your soul. And then what happens is, is you walk around like he don't exist, and then you end up mad at God because you think everything is God's fault. You say, well, it's, it's God. It's just me and God and the angels. No. There is a whole other side to this good and evil battle. There's a whole other side to the spiritual realm that is trying to influence you, that is trying to penetrate your life, that is trying to mess with you. And so we a lot of times attribute uh, negative and sinful and bad things that happen in our lives, whatever it might be, to God when it's actually Satan working in our lives and Satan working through somebody else. So I don't want you to be on one side where you say everything's a demonic attack, and I certainly don't want you to be on the other side where you say, like, you don't even think about Satan. You don't even think about the, the spiritual forces of evil that might be working against you. So should we be afraid or should we pretend like you don't exist? I don't think either one of those is a good way of living. Amen? First uh, Peter 5.8 says it this way. Be sober-minded. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. So what is he saying here? What is Peter saying? He's saying, listen, just have a sound mind about you. Just be aware that there is an enemy. Be aware that somebody is trying to mess with your life. Be aware and be watchful. Don't just sit back and let things happen to you, but actually take ground for the kingdom of God. Fight back when you need to. Don't let it consume you, but fight back. And what do we learn about Satan is that he is a prowler. He is like a roaring lion seeking who he might devour. He's real. And unfortunately, he's coming for you. I'm not trying to scare you. I promise there's good news at the end of this message. I swear there is. He is. What does he want to do? John 10.10, it says this. The thief only comes to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. The thief, Satan, another great name for him. He's got a lot of names, all right? And they are all nasty, okay? The thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So what is he? He's a thief, He steals what God has put in your heart. I just talked about it earlier. When you have an experience with God, God is doing something in your life and you know it. What does Satan want to do? We talked about this in in the parable of the sower, right? The the seeds and the sower, where where the seed gets scattered along along the path. And what happens? Satan comes up and sweeps up the seeds immediately like that. That's what Satan wants to do in your life. He's seeking whom he might devour. He wants to take that seed that was sown in your life and immediately take it away from you. The second thing, he is a murderer. It says he wants to kill. So he is a murderer. He is behind every war that has ever been fought, every terrorist attack, every person that has taken their life, 
every mass shooting that's taken the lives of our kids, every abortion that's taken the life of the unborn, Satan celebrates everything that we mourn. He celebrates it. When we suffer loss, he claps his hands. All right, got one. Got him. I'm taking that person away from Jesus. No, they thought they had an experience with him, but I, I twisted it and messed with them a little bit. So now they don't realize that this is Jesus. They thought it was just emotional. <laughs> I got him. Every time you lose somebody in your life that you care about, every time something bad happens in this world, you see it all over the news. Every single bit of it is attributed to Satan. He is a murderer. And listen, if he can't kill you, he wants you to act as if you were dead. He wants you to live dead in your sin and not alive in Christ. Come on, that's what we're called to do as Christians, is to live alive in Christ, to be alive in Jesus, to have the abundant life. But yet so many of us, like I talked about last week on on Easter Sunday, we live dead in our sin, like we are still in the tomb. And yet Jesus says, get on up out of there and let's go live together the life that I died for you to live. And yet so many people are living dead in their sin. Many people are living as if that they're good. Hey, I'm good. I go to church every once in a while. I, I, you know, I believe in God, sure. And yet you're still, addi- you're still addicted. You're still hurting. You're still broken. You're still hiding things within you. And Satan has got a hold of you. And yet nobody else knows. He wants you to live dead in your sin. And number three, it said that he comes to steal, kill, and what? Destroy. So he is a destroyer. What does he destroy? He destroys marriages through anger and selfishness. He destroys children's innocence through the sex trafficking industry. He destroys young people's minds through pornography and lust. He destroys self-confidence through social media and Hollywood. He destroys all of these things. How does he accomplish all of these things? He lies to you. Do you know that Satan is also called another nasty name? What is he called? The father of lies. He's a liar. He's a thief and a liar. That's what I like to say. Come on, he doesn't love you. He doesn't love you. You deserve to be happy. Leave him. Nobody loves you. You should just leave this world altogether. You're not skinny enough. You better skip this meal. It's just a little fun online. It's not harming anybody. Come on. He lies. He's a liar. Jesus is talking to the Jews. Uh, It's in, in John. It says, you are of your father, the devil. They're trying to say that, you know, that they know better than him. And he's like, listen, you guys are of your father, the devil. And your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning. He does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character. Another translation, I love this, says his native language. He is speaking his native language when he lies. For he is a liar and the father of lies. Listen, when you fight with your spouse... Satan wants you to believe that you are fighting against them. That's what he wants. He wants you to think that you are fighting against this person and you are fighting against one another when in reality you're not fighting against them, you are fighting against him. He is working in that relationship and he's trying to tear you two apart. God's trying to bring you together. He is trying to tear you apart. And yet when we look at our spouse, we look at them and we say, well, they did this to me. They did this and they did that. When really at the end of the day, it is Satan and it is sin within us. It is our selfish desires that come from Satan. That is what we are fighting against. Amen. The Bible says that we don't fight against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities in this dark age that we live in. We are not fighting against one another. We're fighting against Satan and his demons. He wants you to see 
He wants you to be crushed. He wants you to be defeated. He wants to destroy everything in your life. Now, how you guys feeling? Pretty terrible, right? It's heavy. But I want to flip the switch, all right? I wanted you to feel like trash at the beginning of this message. I wanted you to be a little uncomfortable. The reason is, is because he is a very real enemy. And for those people that just walk in their whole lives, remember that other side over here that's like, Satan don't exist. I wanted you to realize that he exists, all right? I want you to know who he is. But now I want you to tell you, I want to tell you the best part. Best news today is that he is defeated. Amen. He has no hold over you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Come on. Somebody give God praise up in this house. He is defeated. The devil, this is, a, this is something that I got sent the other day. Uh, it said the devil ain't nothing but a snake. The thing about snakes is they ain't got no arms or no legs. They ain't got no feet. That's because Satan's been disarmed and defeated. Come on, somebody. Amen. That's good stuff. Jesus defeated death. Hell in the grave, Satan is defeated. He ain't got no control over you. He ain't got no control over your life. He ain't got no arms or legs. He's just living along the ground, like trying to make something happen. It ain't working in this place. You don't have to be afraid. Why? Because God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. Amen? Jesus defeated Satan on the cross, and he rose again on the third day. And then what did he say? He said, all authority, all power that I have, I now give to you. Now go, make disciples of all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Come on, he has given you authority over Satan and his demons. You do not have to be afraid. Come on, somebody, give God praise today. You have the ability to resist the devil. You can resist him at every single step to resist sin, resist your old patterns of living. Jesus took care of Satan on the cross. In James 4, 7, it says this, submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come on, Sadie. You have the ability to resist the devil. And, and John, at first John, it says this. This is one of the most powerful verses. If you are ever afraid, if you ever find yourself in an anxious place, maybe you're somebody that you, uh, you've had demonic attacks in your life or you've had a spiritual attack in your life and you know it and you understand that. I want to encourage you with this today. With this one verse, it will change your entire life. Just say it over and over and over again. He who is in you is greater than he who is in this world. He who is within you and I is greater than he who is in this world. Anything that Satan does in this world is only because God allows it to happen in his sovereignty. There will come a day. Jesus has already defeated Satan. Is he still here? Is he still trying to mess with us? Is he still trying to mess your marriage up? Is he still trying to mess up your relationships? Is he still trying to uh, mess your job up? Is he still trying to mess you up? trying to get you to do things that you don't need to be doing, trying to get you to live in a way that you shouldn't be living. Yes. But do you have to be afraid? No, because he who is in me is greater than he who is in this world. And I have authority over Satan and his demons every single day that I walk around. I can live in a place of confidence, knowing that God is on my side, that he is faithful and he fights my battles for me. He goes ahead of me, the Bible says, and fights alongside of me even. And I don't know about you, but if I have God on my side, I know 
who can be against me? Amen. And that's why the Bible tells us to put on the full armor of God. Why else would the Bible tell you to put on armor if you weren't in a battle? Why would you need armor? Why would you need the breastplate? Why would you need the, the shoes? Why would you need the sword? Why would you need the shield? Why would you need the full armor of God if we were not in a spiritual battle? But listen, God has given you every single tool that you need. He's given you his word. He's given you the things that he has spoken. And he also speaks to you and I on a personal level. He speaks individually to you and to me. He's given you the truth. He's given you righteousness. He's given you faith. These are the things that we fight back against Satan with. He who is greater, he who is in you is greater than he who is in this world. So what I want you to be able to do by the end of this series and even by the end of today, maybe you were somebody that you were over here and, and you're kind of one of those over-spiritual people. Everything in life is a demonic attack, okay? Like, Listen, yes, there are demonic attacks, absolutely. There are satanic attacks. There are spiritual forces working against us. Maybe you're somebody over here where you say, I actually have never really, never really talked about Satan before. It's odd, but we don't actually really talk about this a lot in church. Maybe you've never heard a message about Satan and demons or whatever before in church. Next week, we're going to talk about sin, and we're going to talk about demons and how they play a role in all of this. But listen, by the end of today and by the end of this series, listen, I want to make sure that you walk out of this place confident that if you have your life rooted and grounded in Jesus Christ, these things and Satan cannot touch you. They will not mess with you. They do not have authority over you when you put your roots in Jesus Christ. And that's what I want to make sure every single person in here today does. If you haven't given your life to Jesus, I want you to do it today. Because maybe you're recognizing now, like, oh my goodness, like I'm starting to see some of these things in my life that you were like, I thought that this was just a coincidence or that's crazy that that happened right after this moment I had with God. Uh, that's crazy that pastor's talking about this right now based on what I'm going through in my life right now or my marriage with my kids or whatever it might be. Let me tell you, there's a very real enemy, but we have God on our side and he's fighting along with you. And he who's greater he who is in you is greater than he that is in this world. Come on, would you stand with me today? I want to pray with you. But I want you to have some swag, okay? Come on, like I like to have some swag. When, when I, uh, people, they get so afraid of all this stuff. And I don't mean to sound arrogant. I am not afraid of Satan or demons at all. Not at all. In fact, bring it on. Where are you at? Bring it on. Mess with me. See what happens. I'm serious. My wife's like, Trev, stop. Okay, <laughs> calm down with that, all right? But see, I'm serious. I'm that confident. Because I know they can't touch me. Because I have Jesus on my side. I want you to have that same confidence. And I want you to come every week. Because if you get here and you get through this series, I guarantee you, you will not have a problem fighting back when the time comes. Because let me tell you, if you haven't experienced yet, and you probably have, you just didn't realize it. But if you haven't experienced an attack, a spiritual attack yet, you will. Maybe even in the middle of this series, I wouldn't be shocked. And I want you to know that God is on your side. He's fighting with you. You need to know the scripture. You need to have the tools that you need. But ultimately, all that you need to know is that if you have Jesus, that's everything you need. Amen.
So I want you to say, not today, Satan, you're a liar and a thief. Not today, Satan, come on, I am defeated. Uh, Jesus defeated you on the cross. Not today, Satan, I am victorious in Jesus Christ. Not today, Satan, I'm saying yes to Jesus. Amen? Come on, would you bow your heads with me today? Father God, I just want to ask for your protection over every person that is here in this place today. That your angels and your, uh, your power would just flow in us and through us, God. That by the power of your Holy Spirit, that people in this place would not be afraid, but they would be able to take on the attacks of the enemy in their lives. God, I don't know what they're dealing with right now. There's some people in here today that are dealing with addiction. And they've been addicted for so long and they've attributed it to them just being awful. I'm just, I can't figure this out. I am so messed up. I am awful. Listen, God, I pray that you would help them to understand that it is a foothold that Satan has in their life, God. And if they would speak against Satan, say, you know what, not today, Satan. Uh Uh-uh, not anymore. I'm not living for you. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going towards Jesus. If they would recognize that there is a real enemy, they wouldn't condemn themselves, but they would condemn the one who deserves the condemnation, which is Satan, the devil, the deceiver, the liar, the thief, the killer, the destroyer. Let's condemn that person, not me. Why? Because Jesus, you have called us into a new abundant life. God, you don't condemn us. When we get angry with our kids, when we are impatient, When we sin, when we have uh, different problems in our lives, God, you don't condemn us. You convict our hearts and you help us to change. God, condemnation comes from the enemy. And so, Lord, I pray right now, if somebody is speaking guilt and condemnation over themselves, Lord, I pray that you would release them from that right now in the name of Jesus. God, if somebody is harming themselves, if somebody is has an eating disorder in this place today. God, release them from that in the name of Jesus, Lord. That's not from you. That is from the enemy. If there's a marriage in here that is struggling today, God, would you mend it? And any spiritual attack or forces that are opposing this marriage, God, we bind that and we release that in the name of Jesus. And we say, be gone. This marriage is going to be for you and for you alone. We put you first in the name of Jesus. For children that are going away from uh, the way they were raised. Maybe they were raised in church and they knew God at one point, but now they've been going away. Father God, I pray right now that you would bring them back just the same way that you brought that one back into the fold. Jesus, you leave the 99 to find the one. And just like the prodigal son that ran away from his father, would you bring him back into the house with joy and celebration? So God, I ask right now that you would not give us a spirit of fear as you have not. We know, Father but that you would give us that power, that authority, love, and a sound mind. Help us to be watchful and to put on the full armor of God with your word and with truth and with faith and with righteousness, God, all of these things. Lord, we ask for an increase in the name of Jesus that we would not have to live in fear, but that we would live a victorious life against the enemy in the name of Jesus. Right now, I just want to ask if there's anybody in this place, still every head bowed, every eye closed, if you don't mind, I just want to ask, Hey, if you feel like that you have had some kind of a spiritual attack in your life, uh, you're dealing with something, you just feel like, hey, I, I don't know how to handle this. I feel like this is a spiritual attack. You might know it, or maybe you're looking back and you're saying, hey, you know what? I think this might be a spiritual attack in my life. 
and I want to speak against that in the name of Jesus. I just want to pray with you and for you real quick. If that's you, would you just raise your hand and you're just saying, hey, not today, Satan. Uh-uh, not in my life. I'm not messing with this. Come on, I see you all over the room. People raising their hands. Go ahead, raise it up, raise it up high. I see you, I see you, I see you. Come on. We're going to pray against that right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we speak the blood of Jesus over every situation. We declare that you are faithful. You are holy. You are above and not beneath. Come on, God, you have all power and all authority. Any attack from Satan in anybody's life right now, any demonic or spiritual attack, we speak against that in the name of Jesus. And God, I pray that you would replace that with a peace and the presence of your Holy Spirit. God, I ask for an abundance of joy and of life in every single person here that's raised their hand and said, I'm going through something. I'm hurting right now. Uh, Whatever it might be in their lives, God, you already know. And Lord, I pray that you would arm them with every tool to accomplish the task, which is to push back against the enemy and then to take ground for the kingdom of God. Lord, I thank you that you have that authority and that power in our lives over Satan and over death and over hell and every other demonic influence. And we give you praise and glory and honor that you're moving in our lives and you're speaking to us today. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen, amen. Why don't you give God praise in the house today? Come on. Hey, I, I don't know if, if you've ever heard a message like that before. I know some of you maybe grow up in Pentecostal churches and you were talking about demonic attack every Sunday, you know what I mean? But, uh, but hey, for a lot of people, myself included, we didn't really get these kinds of talks. So, man, I really encourage you, please come back the next few weeks because we're going to talk about sin. We're going to talk about demons. We're going to talk about all these different things. Listen, do not walk out of this place afraid. Walk out of this place with your head held high, knowing that whatever comes against you, No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Amen. Come on. God bless you. We'll see you next week.